morning, everyone. This is um, Richard Crompton from Word of Faith, and today we're getting together to discuss God's Word. We run connect groups throughout our city. We have over um, we have 186 connect groups across the city, and we want to encourage you to join them. The purpose of this program is to show you what we do in our in our connect groups, which is to discuss the Word of God. And right now, we're working through Matthew. Now, um, before we continue with everything, I thought we should introduce everyone. There's Pastor Mariana. Good morning, listeners. Pastor Frederick. Hi, everyone. And, and Pastor Jimmy. Hi, guys. God bless you. Now, this morning, we're going to be reading Matthew 2, verse 14 to 18. So Joseph got up and took the child and his mother while it was still night and left for Egypt. He remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet Hosea. Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he realized that he had been tricked by the Magi, was extremely angry, and he sent soldiers and put to death all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that area who were two years old and under, according to the date which he had learned from the Magi that what had been spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled as voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they were no more. Now, last week we saw that... Um, an angel of the Lord came to Joseph and gave him a dream and said, go to Egypt. Now, how long did Joseph take to respond to the, to the instruction from the angel? We must uh, commend Joseph here because he, he responded immediately. There was no doubt in his... He was really a man of God, you know, and he, he saw the, the, the angel came. He must have been frightened, but he saw the angel and uh, he did it immediately. He went the same night. What struck me about this is it didn't it didn't say and that morning <laughs> he went the same <laughs> he, he, he got immediately the, he got the dream he woke everybody up they packed and they left you know they were on the road um now i i don't know how many of us would do what 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 god tells us that instantly especially in a dream you know yeah 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 and in the middle of the night. In the middle of the in night. In the middle of the night. Um, I saw um, Michael McIntyre's got this show where he does a midnight quiz, and he creeps into people's houses and he and he gives them, and and then he does a quiz. He creeps oh. into their bedroom. They wake oh, up was. shocked, <laughs> and absolutely dirty bladder, and <laughs> and he and and they have to answer questions. And um, it's interesting to see different. Um, different reactions but what's interesting is joseph responded instantly i will say that if an angel appears to you then, you will be very yeah. awake and the sec and the other thing to note is that is that um an angel had appeared to be him before and he had been obedient before and i think that that's important is as you as you obey so god will speak to you again and again so it's important to to you to be instantly obedient. Now, um, what was the significance of Hosea's prophecy? We see it's referred to here in the scripture. Yeah. 
I think last week, I think it was Pastor Jamil had mentioned, he came out of Egypt. Uh, and uh, can I read? Yes, let me read, please. Yeah, let me read Hosea 11 verse 1. It says, When Israel was a child, I loved him, and I called my son out of Egypt. Yeah. This is incredible because uh, Jesus could not have any control about having gone to Egypt. He was a, a newborn baby. Mm. But God was fulfilling his word through the prophet. So you can't say this was all set up. Yeah. Uh, certainly not by Jesus. He had no say over it. And, and the, the fundamental fact is that there was a genocide. Yeah. You know, um, mm. Herod committed a genocide. So historically, oh. historically speaking, um, he had to get out of there. So Jesus had to get out of there. But what I found interesting is that, uh, really interesting, is that God had anticipated Satan's device to destroy his son sure. about 700 years before. Wow. So he already knew what yeah, was that's, coming. That, that's exciting. Yeah. And so what, what we need to understand in our lives is that when Satan has something that he plans for our destruction, many, many years before Satan ever acts, God has already got a way out. Yes, for wow. thank you, Lord. Wow. Because he knows the beginning from the end. They exactly. say in this country, a boer mark a plan. But God had the plan gemaakt long before we ever had the problem. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now in South Africa, we say, we, all the races say, we need to make a plan. plan yes. Is sort of, <laughs> but it's always in response to a situation that's already arisen. God is, is, is so powerful that he already has a plan before the problem arises. Yes, listener, your God knows about your problem before it ever came. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I must also commend Hosea here because he prophesied something that he, yeah, I mean, no he wouldn't have no con concept of what, he's, mm. what he was saying. He pro just prophesied words from the Lord. And God uses people in your, li in your life, you know, and you need to be obedient because you might just be a part of a plan that God is busy and you just need to Amen. be a, your, your part. Little tiny. Your little but, tiny bit mm. that you're doing. Is need, you must just be obedient to God. That's what all Hosea was. If the other key thing is that if Joseph hadn't responded with such alacrity, um, then, then irrespective of what God's plan was, Jesus would have died. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think it's something that we miss is our responsibility to listen to the voice of the Lord. Wow. And the Lord speaks to us. And so often we, we get into trouble that we could have avoided because we don't listen to the voice of the Lord. And it affects our children and our children's children because we do yes, that. Absolutely. It's, it's one of the interesting... <laughs> there was a program called Where Do I Come From? Um, and there was a, there was a lady who, who's... I think her father turned into a gangster. But if she, she went back... And five generations before, um, her great-great-great-grandfather was incredibly res respected um, clergyman. In fact, he was, he was um, sort of like a, a Mother Teresa figure in East London when it was at its very worst, when it was 
as bad as any township in South Africa. He was the man who ministered to those people and eventually he moved to a country parish and they buried him under the altar, which at that time was the highest accolade. But he, his daughter married a wealthy man who made wooden walking sticks. Wow. And the Industrial Revolution came and they learned how to turn metal sticks and suddenly wooden walking sticks disappeared from metal walking sticks and they fell into poverty. And from there, oh, for the next word. four generations, they battled. And it wasn't even the man's fault necessarily. It was just that he hadn't been able to anticipate progress move and move with the yes. times. Yes. And so we have a real... We have a real responsibility because five genera four generations on, they were still battling in and in poverty because th that man had unfortunately not anticipated um, what was going to happen. So it's so important that we understand that our, our decisions are multi-generational. Now, we've covered this a bit last week, week, but why did Jesus have to come out of Egypt? It's always the world system. Egypt was this world system, and God says, "Come out amongst from amongst them, and uh, and, uh, be, separate. and be separate." And I think that not we don't come out and become hermits. Uh, we come out, uh, and we our thinking has to be different. Our mentality. The, yeah, it's exactly that. The way we do things is different. We, we don't have to just conform. It's about, again, another scripture, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, um, what, I, I think the other important point to pick out from here is that um, Jesus had to come out of the world system in the same way that we have to come out of the world system, yes. out of bondage. And so... Even though in the same way that he went into Egypt, he also had to come out. We, we are in Egypt and have to come out. Now, um, the, remember now that, that, that all the boys under two years of age were killed. Now, um, where else in the Bible were the boys under, under two killed? With Moses, uh, the time of Moses, with the, when the Pharaoh went absolutely stark raving mad and started killing uh, all the children under the age of two years old. And now, Moses was spared. Now, Pastor Jimmy, could you read Exodus 1.22? Then Pharaoh gave this order to all the people, to all his people, throw every newborn Hebrew boy into the Nile River, but you may let the girls live. I want to connect this with abortion. Do you know, if I'm not mistaken, that in America, if they bought a baby and the baby comes out alive, they kill it. They, it normally they kill the baby in the womb and bring it out. But it's been known that they've brought the baby out and the baby is breathing and living normally, maybe a bit premature, but it's alive and a normal living being, then they kill that baby. It's interesting that this killing of the babies happened three times that I know of. One was when Israel came to the promised land and people say, how can God be a God of love? He told the Israelites to kill everybody. 
You know why God told them? Because they were burning their babies alive. And that was the judgment of God on a nation that burnt their babies alive. And then the next one was the devil tried to kill all the babies so that he could kill the Messiah. And then, uh, 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 actually I'm jumping, but because the earliest one was this one I've just read. The devil wanted to kill Moses. He knew Moses was going to be raised up to deliver Israel. And the devil will try to kill the deliverer every time. I wonder, and this is a speculation, I wonder what, uh, why the devil wants us to kill our our unborn babies, because that's what the word fetus means. It means unborn baby. Why does God want it? Is this last generation going to be instrumental in destroying the works of the devil? Somewhere the devil wants to do away with this generation. If you're a young person, the devil wanted to kill you. He hates you, he hates everybody, but he wanted to kill you because you're called of God to crush the devil. And set God's people free. Now, um, if you think about it, it would have been unnecessary for Herod to kill such a broad range. Because yeah. remember, he, because of the wise men, he basically knew when the baby was going to be born. So, to, so he was taking no chances. He was, he? yeah. And and, <laughs> and if you think about it, the cruelty of that, of killing yeah, all those terrible children, cruelty, is is and it unnecessary cruelty, you know. So, why did Israel have such a cruel leader at this time? Surely this wasn't God's plan. <laughs> That's quite a question. Uh, um, would it be that the devil's plan? Yeah. I don't believe that God intended to, for um, Herod to be the leader. The leader, uh, Israel had sinned and sinned and sinned, and they brought this terror. I mean, this is a ruthless, terrible man. I mean, we, we speak about the despots and tin pots that we have around the world today. But, I mean, there's no one who just goes into a town and kills every baby under the, every male child under the age of two. The cruelty of this is almost unimaginable. Now, um, I'd like us to look at Hebrews 4 verse 15. Um, if we could read Hebrews 4 verse 15. Uh, it says, we do not, uh, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, but one who has been tempted knows exactly how it feels to be human in every respect, as we are yet without committing any sin. Now, Jesus grew up in Egypt, or certainly a portion of his life grew up in Egypt, in the world system, um, but didn't sin. How do we do this? Yeah, it's important for us uh, that when we get saved that the Holy Spirit lives within us. And I think, uh, let me just read a scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. that says, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be an offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Sure, that's a powerful yeah, scripture. Powerful. What does it teach us? 
that teaches us that in our own strength we can never overcome sin. That's right. And uh, Jesus Christ overcame sin through his death on the cross and through the shedding of his blood so that we can be made right with God. We can be, be in right standing with God or the righteousness of God. We can be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, um, there's another v scripture that I'd like us to read. Um, let's have a look at 1 John 4, verse 4. We are not writing these things to you so that our joy in seeing you included may be made complete by having you share in the joy of salvation. So what does that teach us? <laughs> what does the scripture teach us, guys? It is really that we have to understand who lives inside of us. Yes. We have to understand who's living through us. And we don't have to live this life in our own strength. We need to not stop trying to make our lives work, but say, Lord, I trust you. Yeah. I trust you. You love me. I'm, I'm, uh, you, I'm the, uh, I'm, uh, you have a future for me. You lead me, guide me. It's just to be relaxed in the fact that you are God's and that he has a future for you. And then there's uh, 1 John 4, 4. You've just, we've just read that. But then there was a different translation. Okay, read, read your translation. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. That's a great translation. Yeah. The King James says, uh, a great, great is he is that he. is in you than he that is in the world. Yeah. It's very blunt. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And if you live by the greater one, then you overcome the one that's in the world. Because he, he, he was able to live in Egypt without sin. It's it's like I heard a testimony from Reynard Bonker. Uh, um, he was in, in Nigeria, I think it was, somewhere there in West Africa. A young man came to him and said, I've got saved, but my whole family of Sangomas and uh, into witchcraft. And he said, I don't know how I'm going to survive. I want to serve the Lord. So, uh, so, so Bonker said to him, how does a man live on the moon? He said, what do you mean? He said, well, there's no air there. There's no atmosphere there that he can live off. He said, well, he puts on a uniform and he can live in a, a, an airless uh, a satellite, which is the moon, uh, because he's got a uniform on. And he said, you're going to... Uh, atmosphere full of the devil but you can live right there put the uniform of god's yeah. spirit well, on it actually says put on christ put yeah. on christ yeah. yeah put on christ and when you put on christ you can they put on a, a uniform that can live on the moon and he said go back to your hometown put on christ and you can live in that atmosphere and not be killed by the atmosphere wow i thought I've never that is a, that story. It's an incredible illustration. So yeah. I want to leave you with these following questions. How important is it to beg God promptly? 
do you obey God promptly when he speaks to you? Um, Egypt is a picture of the world system. What aspects of the world system do you battle with or need to let go of in your life? Um, and finally, what have you learned from this and what are you going to do differently? This is Word of Faith running a connect group on air for you. We hope that you will join one of our connect groups. To do that, contact 041-399-4400. Or if, you, if you're in a church already, encourage your pastor to contact us to start using these outlines in your small groups. We bless you and we hope you have a wonderful day. Amen and amen. To get hold of our Connect Outlines or for any further information, please contact our church office on 041-399-4400. That's 041-399-4400. Word of Faith Christian Centre, Populism.